0: Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network.
1: So there's nerds like us in every profession. Who just like animated things.
0: Speaking of nerds that like animated things, welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, (laughs) episode 125. My name is Josh. I'm Gavin. And it's back to the dynamic duo.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the Founding Fathers in the house.
0: Ah, uh, it's been so long, Gavin. I know, it really has. I think,
1: what was the last one I was on? Was it uh, Teen Titans Go?
0: Did we do that one? You didn't do Teen Titans Go with me.
1: I thought we did for some reason. That what was did me we and do?
0: Hannah.
1: Ah, uh, maybe I just lived vicariously through Hannah. Very possibly.
0: One. I think the last one that you did was in anime.
1: Oh, I, th- wow. I think you
0: may have done Cowboy Bebop.
1: Okay, yeah, Cowboy Bebop, uh, we did that with uh, Liam, right? Yep. Yeah, that was the last one I was on? Wow, it's been a I while. I
0: think so. I th- I'm pretty sure that was the last one that you were on. But well, It's nice a... to be
1: back because this kind of feels like home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're now no longer in the same room, you're right. thousands of miles away. <laughs> on the other side of the continent. I don't
1: think it's thousands. I think it's less than 2,000 miles.
0: Yeah, but... It makes it sound cooler when I say you're thousands of miles away. True, true. Uh, it looks like I'm on Hoth and you're on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> <It looks like laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. We have good backgrounds right now.
0: Oh, man. Uh, but speaking of Cowboy Bebop, it does kind of play into it because Steve Bloom <clears throat> voices two of the trolls in uh, Indeed. Box Trolls. Indeed, Which, by the, the way, we're talking, we're talking Box Trolls today. <laughs> for uh our fourth episode in Spook spooktuber spooktober uh here comes spookums so uh and thanks you know, again I'm... to uh Garut Newt for our the cutest little spookums that she made for us it's yeah super adorable indeed.
1: I think it is adorable. Uh, I'm glad that you're keeping Spooktober alive, even though I'm not there to push you towards Halloweendom. It was Uh,
0: very hard. Like, you have no idea how hard it was to find (laughs) stuff. We did the Supernatural episode of the Scooby-Doo Supernatural crossover. Yeah, That's how hard it was to find stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you need suggestions next year, I think there's a few more which I can throw your way that... Uh, will be appropriate for this month. But anyway, well, I'm glad that I get to be a part of it because Spooktober is one of my favorite things that Animation Station does.
0: Oh, thank you. Yep. That means he hates audience appreciation, April. So sorry, no, audience. No, like,
1: I like that. That's always fun because it brings us things that we wouldn't necessarily have picked or known to pick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like I like April. T- I like all the themed months. They're always right. fun.
0: They're always so much fun. Uh, yeah. November is Naughty November.
1: <sighs> Ooh.
0: Where I don't know what we're gonna do. We're just calling it Naughty November because I couldn't think of anything else that went within.
1: That's hilarious. You're gonna do Cool World.
0: Uh, we're gonna. It's it's one of those where it's kind of like a test for our Patreon stuff. Okay. So it's we're gonna be talking. We're, we're, we'll talk about some animation, but it's going to be more, you know, like the impacts of animation in popular mm-hmm. culture. So like okay. uh, we have we're going to do a whole episode about toxic fandoms
1: Ooh. because
0: that is a big thing going on right now. So we're going to do a whole episode just on that.
1: OK, OK. I yeah. like it.
0: And then we're going to have uh, Elijah and Monica from the Elijah Bailey show on. Mm-hmm. So, Well, not the Elijah Bailey show, the uh, little bit of anime show. Um, got it. So yeah, we'll, we'll have them on and we're going to talk some some fun stuff. Those are some really cool guys. And and Very Gal, cool. Monica's not a guy. <laughs> but anyway, so this month, uh so first off Gavin, uh, any news you have?
1: Um not a whole lot of news. Um if, if listeners don't know, um when I ditched Josh, I ditched him <laughs> for another podcast. <laughs> uh and so I'm a co-host on The Podketeers. And uh, this month we are doing a little bit of fundraising for a charity event, which happens at the beginning of November called the Walk for Hope, and that is uh, benefiting the City of Hope's cancer research efforts. So uh, you can head over to podketeers.com and find out all about that. Um, you'll see a link for our charity team, which is called Team Boat Willie, which is inspired by the famous first Mickey Mouse short Steamboat Willie, but Steamboat Willie is our charity team and and we partake in uh, a lot of charity events to try and make the world a better place and so on and so forth. So this month we've got some items that we're auctioning off. Um, All of my personal Inktober drawings this month, which shout out to Inktober, it's a fun event. Uh, All of the proceeds for that are going towards this benefit as well. Uh, other than that, I'm just chilling in SoCal, man, going to Disneyland as often as I can.
0: I saw a thing. Your wife sent me a nice little thing. It was like, hey, did you know you can buy, uh, Disneyland tickets with your target red card? And I was like, are you freaking serious? (laughs) I could have been getting 15% off of Disneyland tickets. At an already discounted yeah. price,
1: I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's it pays to research discounts because even expensive things like Disneyland tickets you can find discounts for.
0: Well, it was great because like uh, I like how the week before they were they literally cut it off to where I could have saved like seventy dollars.
1: Yeah, that's that that, that really sucked. That was the worst because you had to be there like with mm-hmm. an AP holder,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. It like, sucks. Mm. Yeah. Um, really not a whole bunch uh, news-wise. Uh, well, Seven Deadly Sins Season 2 is out available on Netflix, so you can definitely check that out. Um, we've got some wonderful new uh, updates coming to Unlocked, so stay tuned for those. We're going to be posting those on our social media. Uh, two wonderful uh, anime voice actors got engaged today. So, Aww. congrats to uh, Brandon McInnes, uh and J. Michael Tatum. So, congrats to nice. you two. They got engaged in Paris. Oh, wow. And I'm like, dang, good job, boys. Like, that's good. <laughs> <I was> like,
1: <laughs> well done,
0: you. I'm like, man, I wish I could get engaged in Paris. Right? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, other than that, I mean, not a whole lot that's really come out really uh there's, there's not been a lot of news um and we i guess we didn't really talk about last episode the uh live action aladdin trailer that dropped oh yeah or teaser that dropped apparently there's some hubbub from the guy who wrote the first aladdin like disney's aladdin he's uh-huh. not credited in this live action remake should he be i don't think so but he's yeah. upset that he's not I mean, I guess
1: if they're using his exact story, and did he write the script for it?
0: I, I don't know. It just said that he wrote it. Because, that was what the article said. But at the same time, I'm like, well, did you give credit to the guy who wrote a 1001 Arabian tales? Did well, you give him credit for that one?
1: That's hard because it's anonymous, right? Exactly. Not... But
0: you could have said based on, but I don't think it ever says based on. I think it does. On.
1: I think it does say it's based on A 1001 Arabian Nights. Really? Okay. I'll have to go look. But, yeah, I mean, uh, as I understand it, the rumor is that it's more or less a shot-for-shot shot remake. which, And I would assume the dialogue would be the same, too, except for maybe the genie's improvisational stuff. So Do you I think, think he th- should get some credit.
0: Do you think they're going to uh, – well, I mean, The Jungle Book wasn't a shot-for-shot shot remake. No. So it's like it wasn't I, I don't even close. So I, I don't know how this could be a shot for shot remake. Um,
1: I mean, I I don't know that it'll be exactly shot for shot either. I don't I don't think I mean, obviously, I don't want it to be like the, the people that want a live action exact duplicate of their favorite Disney movie are insane to me. Right? I don't understand those people. Uh, I, I have a mild interest in this just because it looks like it could be good, but we already have a perfect movie. It's called Disney's Aladdin and it was animated in 2d with a few 3d effects, but it's a masterpiece and have watching... those aged
0: well. Cause I haven't seen Aladdin in years. I don't know. What did, did, did the 3d, did it? Did no, it I mean the well?
1: 3d stands out. They hadn't gotten okay. to that point where is it as bad as beauty and the beast though no not quite but it's their next film so it's only slightly better um you know they really didn't get it figured out until like i don't know the late 90s early 2000s because even with hercules and the hydra you know it just oh that hydra seems
0: so rough
1: yeah that's it's really rough um I thought they did a pretty good job in in Hunchback of Notre Dame. A lot of the scenes, you know, swooping in and around Notre Dame itself were CG. And I thought that was done pretty well. But, yeah, I mean, that CG when they're like flying out of the cave is bad. But the Cave of Wonders, the head, which is CG, that looks really good still, I think. You know, I, I think that's great. In any case... What, I, what I'm what i trying to say is that that teaser only made me want to go watch the animated movie. You know, it right? didn't yeah. really it, it, get me pumped for the movie, but I am going to give it a chance. I'm going to go see it, and it can't be as bad as the Beauty and the Beast live action, which I thought was terrible. So, you know. And, it's gonna have great music. We know that.
0: Yeah. By the time this uh, this episode comes out, we will have been on episode two of DC's Titans. Mm-hmm. Hannah and I watched the first episode. Good Lord Almighty! First off, it was really, really good. Really. Second, there was there's a part in there where both Hannah and I like visibly flinched and like curled up because we were like oh like there's there's two scenes in particular one of them where I was like ooh but Hannah didn't really cause she's got you know nerves of steel but there was a second <laughs> one and I like we were both like oh it was I will say if you're gonna watch something spend the seven ninety nine on DC and plus you get access to all of the animated works that they've done so if you wanna watch Batman the animated series you can watch it if you wanna watch Teen Titans you can watch it Young Justice watch it All of the new uh, stuff that's coming out, like the new uh, uh, Harley Quinn show that's coming out starring Kaylee Kuko from Big Bang Theory, because I guess she needs something (laughs) now that that show's ending.
1: Is that finally ending
0: after 24 seasons? Yeah, I think it's the last season. Yeah, I think it's just like uh, Supernatural. It's finally over. Oh,
1: God. I won't believe Supernatural's over until it's actually over.
0: Well, you know, who knows? it's one of those like yeah we're de- well I mean technically Supernatural ended after season five for me
1: oh okay that's when there it ended
0: because it's like that's when the story wrapped up and then they just kept making episodes for some reason
1: see I could see it turning into like a Castiel spin-off show or something and he well, has they, his own they adventures tr-
0: well they tried to do one they tried to do the wayward sisters but mm-hmm. it did not get past pilot
1: oh gosh like,
0: it did not do well <clears throat> which you know thinking it's like what does supernatural like to do they like to kill off all the female characters so sure. having having a you know a group that is comprised of female characters I, I i personally didn't see especially because of the fan base that are so into three main people in this show right that i i couldn't see how a female cast could get through i liked what they did in that episode of it I thought that it was really, really good and it had promise, but it it did not did not go over, <laughs> did not go over at all.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah. All right, you ready to talk about this puppy? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. Well, so this puppy right here, it's a Shiba. Um, oh my gosh. Her name is her name is Lockie. Uh,
1: oh, not Laika.
0: No, I named her Lockie.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, It was supposed to be Loki, but I, I mispronounced it. Ah, typical um, Josh. Yep. So uh, for today's episode, we're discussing the 2014 American 3D stop motion animated fantasy comedy film. That is a lot. Yes, it is. That's a mouthful. Uh, based on the novel Here Be Monsters by Alan Snow. It is Studio Leica's What is this? Was this their fourth film? Third. Third. Their therm. Their therm. Their third film, The Box Trolls.
1: Yes. Yeah, they've and, only done four so far, and this was third. Cuba was fourth.
0: Oh, so okay. So they've done Coraline, mm-hmm. Paranorman. Yep. Oh, they didn't do uh, that stupid one with the what dog. Stupid one. The stupid one with the dog that died. You,
1: oh, Frankenweenie.
0: Yeah, for whatever reason, I thought Disney. they did. F- I yeah, don't that's Disney. Know. I should have known because it was Tim Burton. And it was crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, I loved that movie, but I I understand that it could be hard for pet lovers um, because you know, spoiler: the pet dies in the beginning. <laughs> Literally, but,
0: like, scene four. But then is
1: resurrected twice.
0: <laughs> Better than Jesus Resurrected <laughs> twice, twice. <laughs> Um, uh, Yeah so so the, uh, And then yeah Kubo was their latest mm-hmm. Have they said What the fifth one's gonna be
1: Yeah it comes out in May It's called uh, The had. Missing Link And It stars Hugh Jackman Zoe Saldana Cause she's in everything And Zach Galifianakis that And it's supposed weird. to be A comedy um, It Uh, it's Leica, so I'm on board 100%. Is it going to be like Dawn of Man? I don't know. I have no idea exactly what it's going to be. There's not a whole lot out about it. There's no trailers or anything yet. Um, But, you know, Leica so far hasn't done any wrong in my book. So I'm on board. They're easily one of my favorite animation studios. So, yeah, I'm excited. Hmm. So Box Trolls.
0: So Box Trolls, so uh, <laughs> it's it's based off the novel Here Be Monsters. Have you read Here Be Monsters? I,
1: I never read that one, no. I was aware of it when I worked at Barnes & Noble, but it's not one that I read.
0: Okay. I will say this movie has a phenomenal cast.
1: Oh, heck yeah.
0: Like, it is, it is ridiculously good. So first off, we have my boy Bran Stark from Game of Thrones – <laughs> Mr. Isaac Hempstead Wright as the voice of eggs. Mhm. Uh then we've got Ben Kingsley, L Fanning. Oh. Uh, D- uh Ben Kingsley's phenomenal. Yeah,
1: he he more or less kind of steals the show, I think.
0: Well, it's one of those where it's like I didn't know it was Ben Kingsley. Like when when I first watched it, did we watch it together or did I just watch it? Cuz I, I know like you like let me it. We did watch
1: it together, but I can't remember.
0: Um So, like, when I watched that, I had no idea that was Ben Kingsley. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just one of those, like, I – that's how you can tell that it's a great role because you can't even tell it's Ben Kingsley.
1: Yeah, I didn't know he had that kind of I didn't know he had that range. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I think he's a good actor. Like, I've always appreciated him. But this is true character acting. And, wow, I was impressed.
0: Because, I mean, if you compare it to the other movie that he did that came out that year when he was the Mandarin –
1: Oh, I didn't see that one. Iron Man 3? Yeah, I didn't see that one.
0: Oh, that's a good one. My favorite Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man 3. Oh, cool. Very good. Everyone else hates it, but... Uh, <laughs> that's why Josh likes it. Exactly. Uh, L. <laughs> Fanning, uh, D. Bradley... Ba- L. Fanning is... Uh, Minnie? No. Winnie. Winnie. Um, D. Bradley Baker, Stephen Bloom, who... Wonderful. Spike Spiegel from Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Collette, Jared Harris, Nick Frost... Richard Ayote, Tracy Morgan, and Simon Pegg. Yep. So it's got a really good and That's it was fantastic. uh it was nominated for best animated feature. Yep. So I mean, it's it was such a good show. I mean, it's it's like I mean, well, let's not spoil it. Uh, let's <laughs> not spoil what Josh thinks about the movie. Um yeah, like, that voice cast is really, really good. Like, there, there was it's there's superb. not anybody that I would want to recast in it. Change
1: out, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I feel like everybody felt natural in their roles. It, you know, nothing stood out. And, yeah, such a weird cast of characters. And I imagine it was very hard to cast. But the people they ended up going with just fed, f- fell into that kind of quirky, weird sometimes dark, sometimes humorous kind of place that this movie sits. And, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm totally impressed by it.
0: Um, so, basically, like, I guess if we want to kind of start the movie. Sure. um There has been a baby that has been kidnapped.
1: Mm-hmm. A famous kidnapping.
0: A famous kidnapping. Well, wow, what was the name of the baby? It's the Ha-something baby.
1: Um, the, it the Habsburg? No, it's not the, the Habsburg. No, That's a diamond. it's the Tur... Trubshaw baby.
0: Trubshaw. Yeah. So there's this baby that has been missed. It's been it's been stolen by these trolls and at according to Snatcher. So they go out and they're like we're mm-hmm. going to capture all these bucks, like all these trolls and we're going to kill them and that's how we're going to be, you know, whatever. Cuz what does he want? He wants to get cheese.
1: He wants to get a white hat, which puts him on the town council of Cheesebridge, which, as we learn in one of the early scenes, all the town council meetings are basically just a giant cheese tasting and all these cheese obsessed men of upstandingness and taste and whatnot to, you know, taste and smell their stinky cheeses and whatnot <laughs> and don't get any town business done and he wants to be a part of that because he's a cheese lover which hilariously is, which, is, which is great he's lactose intolerant yes hilariously he's severely lactose intolerant which well, we one learn could later say
0: dangerously lactose yes, intolerant he has
1: probably a fatal attraction here and Shout that to leads attraction. to some of the most hilarious stop-motion animation i've Ever seen, which is when he starts to react to the cheese. I think it's fantastic that they did what they did there with creating his reaction.
0: Well, you know me; I, I'm not a fan of like fart and poop jokes,
1: right? Which they didn't really do fart and poop here.
0: No, but there's a little there's a little. You know, noises oh, and everything.
1: Well, you have to understand that his innards are being attacked at that time. And so you yeah. do hear some of those gurglings. But which, you know,
0: Which to me, I'm just like, that is gross. It is disgusting. <laughs> of course it's gross. And and it's meant to be gross. <laughs> um, But we find out that there is a young boy living amongst these trolls down mm-hmm. in the sewers. And he's a very bright boy. And they put him in a box. Since all of the trolls, they're called box trolls because they mm-hmm. have they have boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really really cool. I, that that's one of the coolest parts of this movie to me, the fact that they all have like all of their names are based off of the boxes that they wear. Like right. eggs, his is an egg box. Right. Uh, you've got fish box that has a fish on it, and mm-hmm. I love the way they communicate too. Yeah. Just with the little pop 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 pops, you know, like patting themselves and you mm-hmm. know making noises. Like, yeah. almost, almost a sign language type thing, but it's definitely a language that humans aren't supposed to understand.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I thought they did a great job creating that, their kind of culture. And, yeah, they. it's like a lot of times when they speak, it's like you can almost hear words, but you can kind of tell mm-hmm. what they're getting at based on their, you know, the inflection of their voice. And then, like you said, their hand movements and, like, they uh, they tap on their chests when they're, like, laughing or happy and it it's really kind of cute the way that they communicate mm-hmm. that way
0: and it uh, it's it's sorry uh it's it's really cool that uh it also seems like this is something that's real like they did mm-hmm. a really good job of making you feel like this is an actual language mm-hmm. you know like this could be something
1: right it didn't feel like kind of just silly and off the wall like let's say the minions from the despicable me franchise right yeah which at first you're like oh adorable they're kooky and they'd speak nonsense but then after about 20 minutes you're like if one more minion speaks i'm going to throw my remote control through the television
0: or if you're in the theater i'm gonna throw this child through the screen
1: (laughs) don't sit your children next to josh in movie theaters it can be dangerous don't
0: worry guys josh would never go see a minions movie (laughs) (laughs) well there you go that's why I didn't see the last two Despicable Me's because I was like, I can't. I, yeah. I physically can't do it.
1: You could probably do the third one because I feel like they backed it off a little bit in that one. Uh, the story's so much not around them. So, anyway. We don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about the box trolls.
0: You want to talk about cool, cool little things.
1: Right. I, I want to go back to what you, you were talking about, the the actual boxes. And I mm-hmm. totally agree. I thought that was such a clever way to do that. And it's an easy way for the audience to instantly know everybody's name and who yep. they're talking about and who they're looking for. And I also loved the way that they animated those boxes, including the sound effects, because you really felt like that was all cardboard yep. and not like crisp, like brand new boxes. But like cardboard, after it kind of gets banged up and softened a little, they did it so well. I just felt like all the little flaps and the little when they would suck their arms in and it would kind of rake against the edge of the box all that sound effect work was just spectacular. So it, it added to that realism like the language and, and everything around them did as well.
0: Uh, there's a part where it's not fish. Um, it's one of the other ones. I think it's shoe maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it it gets like water on its box for a second and he taps it one time and it's like a muffled tap. Yeah, Like a wet box. It's, yeah. it's really, really cool. I love that stuff. Like all these little extras things that they put in, I mm-hmm. absolutely love little extras.
1: Oh yeah. They and they paid super attention to the details in this movie uh, from top to bottom. So there's every time I watch it I see something new that I didn't see before, and that's a perfect example.
0: Um what did you think about um like the the troll designs?
1: I liked them. I thought they were um they were perfectly in that middle row where if you wanted to believe that they were evil, they did kind of look nasty and mean. But if you knew what they really were, they were also adorable in their own way. Mm -hmm. And I thought that worked perfectly. They are kind of ugly and grotesque, but they're so loving and caring amongst each other that, you know, you just kind of fall in love with them. They're just so you root from them for them from the get go, you know, like the audience is never fooled that they're evil. Like never the audience always knows that they're great and you just have to watch the town catch up, you know? And I like that. I thought that was a really cool perspective to take.
0: Yeah. Like for me, I, you know me, I usually don't like the, like the monsters and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is the complete opposite because I like the trolls way more than I like the Snatchers, you know? (laughs) Like, they are, like, the ugliest group of human beings I have ever seen, and half the people in the town, too. Like, nobody really looks normal.
1: Yeah. Except for... They have very extreme features.
0: Yeah, except for, like, Herbert and, you know, Winnie and Eggs. They're, like, Mm -hmm. the three characters that actually look like real human beings. Right.
1: Yeah, they went for a really... uh, hyper caricaturized kind of style with the humanoids in this. And uh, I dig it because it, it puts me in mind of a lot of kind of famous illustrators, um, you know, that I follow. And I kind of like the design of all the human characters, but I do also appreciate how they're so extremely different than the designs of the trolls Mm -hmm. because it kind of visually represents that separation. Right. And, you know, I, I thought the character design in it was really spectacular because even though everybody has such a different look, like different facial features and and different extreme shapes, I felt like they all, Looked in place in the city of Cheesebridge. Like, I didn't feel like anybody, you know, belonged in a different animated movie. And that's usually my catapult out of a film is when the characters don't look like they all belong. But here, I felt like they did a really good job. And that's impressive considering how varied the looks were.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's kind of talk about Cheesebridge for a sec. Sure. Just like Paranorman. It looks so lived in and so real. It's Mm -hmm. not something like, uh, if I was going to put it to something um, like Monster House, for instance. Okay. We'll just throw a Monster House out there. Monster House doesn't look like a lived in area. I mean, we don't see a lot of houses or anything, but none of it really looks real. Yeah. Like, you can tell that it looks like an animated, and it was like somebody who watched Toy Story when they were like, hmm, I wonder if they had more houses down that street, and that's what they mm-hmm. created. Whereas, like, for Cheeseburg, you look at it and you're like, wow, there's so much stuff that's going on that you're never going to see. <clears throat> like, when, yeah. when the trolls are, you know, looking for, you know, stuff so they can make their inventions, mm-hmm. like, you, like, just random stuff that you're like, I never would have thought to, you know, create that. Like, make that out yeah. of clay and put it somewhere. It's so... It's it's so good. Like everything looks so nice. There like things that are supposed to be worn look worn. Things that are yeah. supposed to be new look new. Things that are supposed to look pretty look pretty. And like you can see like there's grime where grime's supposed to be. I just really like it when animators and everything take the time to do stuff like that. That's why I like anime so much mm-hmm. is because all of the details that these people put into what comes in in their anime, like what they're gonna show on screen is just so freaking good. And they take so much time and, and pride in their work. Whereas if you see somebody and they're just like, ah, we're just like throw a bunch of stuff on the screen. There we go. And- yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I
1: I agree with every word you just said. And, you know, the, the you mentioned Monster House. And I think that's a great example of why CG animation has always been like a third place runner for me, you know, after Mm -hmm. 2D and stop motion animation, because, you know, we've had to wait for the technology to catch up so that you actually can create textures and patina and aging and that lived in feel like they can do in CG movies now. But when Monster House was created, yeah, they were the, the difficulty there was just creating the texture of wood let alone aged wood, you know, or metal, let alone kind of rusty old metal, you know. And when you're dealing with actual physical artifacts, real props and real fabrics and, you know, the things that they build these stop motion animated movies out of, it's so much more tactile and you can reach that level of detail and, the lived-in feel that you're you're mentioning so much quicker and in so much of a more acceptable way to the eye, and that's one of the main reasons why I've always adored stop motion animation. And it does excite me that you know you've found um, you know two or three stop motion films that you really like at this point. Because I remember early on in in Animation Station, you know, you had said that you you didn't really care for many stop motion films, so. You know, I, I'm glad that they're, especially with Leica. you know, they've kind of opened up a little world to you mm-hmm. for for this version of animation, this format, and that's exciting. And movies like this, with its extreme attention to detail, you know, you can tell the pride they took in it and the artistry that was involved in it, and it's totally inspiring.
0: So the main premise of the movie is – Eggs is trying to, like, the box trolls keep getting snatched by the snatcher. Mm -hmm. So, Eggs gets with Winnie, who is the, it's uh, the, is he the mayor or is he just the lord? He
1: is, I would assume he's basically, that's the same thing. Like, he's the lord of the town. Lord Portly Rind. Yes. And uh, I would assume that means he's in charge.
0: I would assume. Or at least he's like he's got a white hat, so he's gotta be some sort of mm-hmm. hoity toity in the in the city. Yeah.
1: He seems to run the council meetings slash cheese tastings. So that I guess puts him at the top of the pyramid.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they get together to try and help him uh, you know, get the get the trolls back. And so he can explain that no, the trolls aren't bad, like they're actually really good. They're, you know, taking your stuff because you're throwing it away. They're not mm-hmm. like being these bad people. They didn't take a baby. I'm a baby, or I'm the <laughs> baby. It's like I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like look at me. <clears throat> um, so, but but then we get to this scene where they go to this ball, and you see Eggs and Minnie together, and Minnie's got her hair, uh, uh Winnie. She's got her hair up that looks uh, weird, I guess. But he wears this cool little outfit that I absolutely adore (laughs) and I'm like, if there's anybody from like a listening, I know there's not, but if you're listening, (laughs) I would love to purchase one of those, I'm just kidding, that would be ridiculously expensive, but I would love (laughs) to purchase one of those uh, eggs in an outfit.
1: Yeah. That would be amazing. I thought that was hilarious because at this point in the film, eggs still thinks of himself as a box troll. He doesn't realize he's a human boy. And so he's he, yeah cause like when he, he goes to he enter the he's, world, he's different. He, he's got to disguise himself as a human, and he pulls out this record that they played earlier in the movie. It's this barbershop quartet record that they found that they play, and it's hilarious. And you know, it's got this little illustration of what humans look like on it. And so he just uses that as his template. And tries to make himself up to look like one of those mustachioed barbershop quartet singers. And it's genius. And what he comes up with was actually really good.
0: Yeah, it looks good. You're like, oh, dang, bro. But it's funny because- You are a genius inventor's son.
1: Yeah. And he enters the world and it's just like, he's the one dude dressed up in a costume.
0: (laughs) It's kind of hilarious. Oh, man. It's it's so good. Um, Then, unfortunately, Eggs does a bad- and drops the cheese into the water.
1: Oh man. The, horrible, the cheese horrible. wheel.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a big <laughs> wheel of cheese too.
1: Yeah. So again, the council in their, you know, almighty wisdom decides not to build a children's hospital and instead spends it on the world's largest wheel of brie cheese. Fail.
0: I mean, have you had Brie?
1: <laughs> it's gonna... nice
0: and silky and goes really good with uh, if you have a nice baguette with mm-hmm. some warm turkey and some spinach and like a spicy mm. mustard, delish.
1: Mm. That does sound good. Mm. Also helping sick children sounds good.
0: But do you can you get a sandwich at the hospital cafeteria? I'm sure you could get a sandwich. All right, then yeah, help kids. <laughs> <laughs> As hilarious. long as you can get a sandwich there, I'm okay with it. But I mean if there are no sandwiches available, I'm hungry.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. So um so then Eggs gets captured by Snatcher. Mm-hmm. And Winnie's just kinda there. But that's when Eggs meets his dad. Right. Herbert. Herbert. Is his name Herbert?
1: Uh, I wrote but, it down, yes, but I left Herbert all my notes that work. Shah. voiced by none other than Simon
0: Pegg. Obviously. Who else would he <laughs> voice um so uh, he meets his dad and we see like box trolls getting killed because they don't want to leave their boxes which is right. very sad mm-hmm or yeah finger quotes we see box trolls getting killed
1: right we see the box trolls get stacked up under this smasher and You know, they're all inside their boxes and we see the boxes get crushed, Mm -hmm. absolutely obliterated. And And at that point, all the characters in the movie believe that that's what happened.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's what Snatcher uses to, you know, try to get his white hat from Lord Portly Rind. Like, look, here's all the dead box trolls and he's got one box troll left. Which is Eggsy dressed Eggsy? That's more of a Kingsman thing. <laughs> Eggs dressed as a box troll because mm-hmm. they put the little you know stuff on him. And is Winnie there during that? Doesn't doesn't she see them? Because uh, I know there, he Because yeah. she I know she gets captured for a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah.
1: Because this is when they're all in the town center or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's he
0: there. he captures them and then they're like, all right. Let me eat the cheese, and I'll give you your daughter back or whatever. Right. So they go randomly back into Lord Portly Rhine's house. It's it's like a weird cut. It almost seems like a really weird cut where they're yeah. like, all right, everyone can see what's going on. But they're like, all right, give me back my daughter. I'll have some cheese. And everyone's just like, I mean, yeah, just let the guy have some cheese. <laughs> and so they just, like, do it. And it's really it's really bizarre. And then – Mr. Snatcher, Archibald, Archibald Snatcher eats himself some cheese and (laughs) (laughs) explodes
1: and succumbs to it completely. Yeah. I, I, I I think that was a fitting end for Mr. Snatcher and, uh, you know, he kind of got what was coming to him. I, my one criticism of the film would be that section that leads up to that though. I feel like the, the sequence with the, you know, the big, steam powered walking machine and and all the kind yeah. of the battle back and forth it kind of goes on a little bit I, I might have shored that up just a little bit by maybe a minute or two but you know it's a small criticism other than that i i think the story plays out really nicely because yes aside from the one twist of you know we see later that the box trolls were actually sneaking out one of the boxes in the bottom they were all sneaking out through through each other's boxes and they escaped the crusher but and so that's like the twist that we find out later but other than that there's no mystery to this you know like i said before we kind of know you know that the box trolls are good the whole time and we just watch the town figure it out you know through winnie mostly and then through the example that they have at the end So I like that that story does that, you know, it doesn't rely Mm -hmm. on, you know, oh, we got to keep the audience hanging, you know, it just develops itself along the way and we get to kind of see it unfold. And I I really appreciate that because, you know, taking big story risks, um, you know, can it'll burn you if you don't do it right. And, you know, so I like that. And, uh, you know. I find this movie satisfying at, at the end it's got such a satisfying ending mm-hmm. and that's true every time I watch it. And so I think they did a great job with the story. I think, like I said it all, it doesn't have any slow parts where I'm like, okay, get on yeah, with it. No, you know, uh, I think I remember when we watched it, you didn't get on your phone. So that's always that, a good that sign. Is,
0: that is a good sign. If Josh has to get on his phone for any reason, then mm-hmm. he's not. He then he's not into the movie. movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or
0: if it's uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and he falls asleep, <laughs> that can also tell you a little bit of something. Like uh, here's the thing: Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't remember them ever meeting Santa Claus. I hear it happened. <laughs> I don't remember it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, now there is one thing that would have made, in Josh's opinion, would have made this uh movie a little bit better.
1: Let let me guess. Can I guess?
0: Uh, go ahead, hazard one.
1: Is it a fully realized romance between Winnie exactly. and Eggs?
0: Exactly. <laughs> How come we don't get a fully realized romance? Well, there's indications of it. Now you can there's... imagine it. Yeah, I can. But I mean, that's what fan fiction is for. But right? I, I can I can imagine it. But at the same time, I'm like, you could have given me a little something at the end. Yeah. Beginning. What would Just you want? Like, like a little kiss on the cheek. A peck on the cheek. Like, nah. just a peck on the cheek. I would have loved a peck on the cheek.
1: I think that that could have fit this film. I think anything more I could, than I could have. I could have, have dealt
0: with a, a held hands okay. at the end. Yeah. I could have dealt with a held hands at the end, and I would have been fine. <laughs> but nice. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, that's true. So who's your favorite character in this movie? Oh, eggs. Oh, really?
0: I love eggs. Well, plus it's Isaac Hempstead, right? Yeah. And so I had seen this movie after I had already watched a lot of Game of Thrones and Bran Stark is my favorite character in Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. like in the books not really so much in the TV show because I don't know what the hell they're doing with this character but in the books like he's the first one that you like an actual character POV for a Mm -hmm. main character he's chapter one okay so to me he's like he's the start of Game of Thrones so I wanted to start with him and I want the last chapter to be Bran like I want him to be the bookends um, but I don't know. I'm not George Har Martin and who knows if they'll ever be completed, but I, yeah. So like, I, I love eggs. He's, he's my fave. Um, and then I don't know. I really like, I really like the two henchmen.
1: Yeah. They're trout, awesome. trout and pickles. Yeah. Nick Frost yeah. and Richard Ayoade do a fantastic yeah. job, and they're actually in that. Did you watch the mid-credit scene? You yeah, did, they, right? they're,
0: they're doing that thing where they're like they're talking about how much like it must have cost to animate it or whatever.
1: Basically, like they have or this they're... kind of philosophical discussion about what if there are giants watching over us and making right. our every move, and it's so fantastic. Like it does that in every one of their films. They show you a little piece of their animation process, and in this one it's like it's an extra scene of those two characters. And I think that's fantastic. I I loved what they did Because that
0: means they went and they... Because they talk for a good chunk of time. So they had to animate that entire bit.
1: Yeah. They they said that um, 3.7 seconds in this film uh, would take four months to animate. So if they took out that minute that
0: you wanted taking out, that would have been like...
1: We would have had the movie in 2013. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And it would have saved them thousands of dollars. Probably, probably. Um, but no, I I will say I think my favorite one may be it may still be Kubo. Okay. Just because you get to see that big monster that they made, yeah, and you can see how huge that is because you see the guys like on the table like messing with it, and it's like it's about the same size as them. And yeah. then you see like when they have like the little Kubo figures um, and you're looking at them you're like, oh, my gosh, they're so small compared to this guy. Mm-hmm. So when you see that at the end and then you go and you rewatch Kubo, you definitely feel, oh, yeah, this is a giant monster yeah. that they're having to fight. Because you, you feel it a little bit the first time that you see it. But then when you watch that and then you go watch it again mm-hmm. when it came out on Blu-ray, that's what I did. And you went and you watch it again and you're like, wow, they did it a fantastic job. Like I, yep. I would, I would hope that that thing is still around. I don't think it is because it did get destroyed but I would like to think that, you know, it, they have at least one giant sculptor, sculpture still at like a, just like chilling with right. like all the, like the swords and gold pouring out of him, just stuff <laughs> like that. I would love to see that. That'd be amazing. Totally,
1: Absolutely.
0: What about you? What about your favorite?
1: Well, my favorite character in this movie is in part one that we haven't talked about yet because my favorite character is actually two characters, and that is Snatcher and Madame Frau Frau, which oh, is hilarious. The first time I, I, I you left see Madame Frau dressed in drag. Is
0: it Frau Frau or Fru Fru?
1: Oh, I guess it's Fru. I thought it was Fru Fru. Yeah, Madame Fru Fru. And man, the first time you see him dressed in drag and doing his little show, it cracks oh. me up, man. And the fact that he's got all of those guys just like swooning over him. And at the end, the Lord is like, oh, I regret so many things when he realizes it finally. Mm-hmm. It's so hilarious. They had some really adult jokes in this, which I thought oh, was yeah. great. But I think that that character to me is is one of the best characters I've ever seen in stop motion. I like the way he's animated. The performance by Ben Kingsley is incredible. And, you know, I just I like everything about it. He's he's entertaining to me. And to me, he kind of steals the show. And, you know, I like eggs. I like a lot of the other characters, the henchmen. I like a lot. Um Including what is his name, Mr. Gristle that Tracy Morgan does. He's kind of yeah, like the, Mr. Grissel. It's kind of like they're like the three hyenas, and he's Ed from Lion King. He's kind of just like the nutso one, so I kind of like that. Well, he's but, the
0: psychotic one. He's the yeah. one who's like the other two, because like that's why I like uh, you know Trout and uh, Ah crap, I've totally Pickles. forgot his name. Pickles, Pickles. I'm, yeah, Tommy, uh, Sorry, Trout and Tommy Pickles. Pickles. That's why I like those two. Hi, Charlie.
1: No, that was our machine oh. from Amazon. Oh, that was...
0: <laughs> wow. what, did, what did we say? I,
1: I think when I said um, pickles is what it heard, because ours is named E-C-H-O.
0: <laughs> oh. It'll pick Hi. up on
1: anything that kind of sounds like
0: that. Okay. Well, at least yours isn't uh, the C-O-M-Uter word. <laughs> and then you watch and then you watch star trek that was the worst. oh man like, yeah i don't know how many times they say the c word in star trek next generation <laughs> but i'm just sitting there and i'm like shut up stop listening and then data's like computer and you're like stop it hilarious especially freaking patrick stewart you know how many times he oh, says yeah computer it's... in one episode like seven that's oh, all he does stop listening There it goes. Yep. I heard Eh, it. Whatever.
1: Yeah. That's great. That's great. All right. So can we talk about um, the backgrounds and sets for a second? Yeah, we talked about the backgrounds and sets. Well, we talked about kind of the the finishes and how it kind of looks overall. But I want to talk about the design of Cheesebridge, which is this insanely (laughs) steep hill that this town is built on. And all of the buildings and streets are on crazy angles. I just love exploring this town, and I feel like they go all over. They go along the rooftops. They go into the sewers. They go around all these twisty alleyways and streets. I just think they did such a thorough, amazing job creating this world. And that's, to me, what sets Laika apart from any other studio right now Mm -hmm. in America, I think, I think all of their films do this. They, they create this fully realized world. And this of course is no exception. And man, I just love it. I love watching, you know, things go down the cobblestone street and like bump along those cobblestones. And, you know, even when the cheese is like rolling out the door, like everything just seems so freaking real and amazing. I just thought they did a great job with the town itself, and then all of the interiors. When we're in actual buildings, all of those scenes, if you look in every corner of your screen, you're going to see lush, rich, yep, lived in detail, like we've mentioned before. And man, it is so freaking cool. And I notice things every time I watch it that I never noticed before. So,
0: and y- you I, know, what we've we've kind of talked about. Sorry to interrupt, but oh, you're we're good. talking a lot about the surface we're not talking about underground.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and that whole world that they, they built for themselves underground is really neat too. Like it's got a a totally different feel, obviously, because it's like this hole that's been dug out in the middle of the sewer system, really. And they've got all these like cardboard slides and chutes that kind of, you know, get them all back to their hub uh, quickly. And I love that scene when you see like two or three of them drop into this cardboard slide and then along the way they're passing like on ramps and other trolls are dropping Mm -hmm. in and it turns into this huge pack of trolls sliding into their home base and you know they come out onto little conveyor belts and little box slides and i yeah it's fantastic and then they all have their own little nooks and crannies that they go to in the cave and actually one of the most touching things is how they sleep at night I thought that oh, was so yeah. adorable how they all just kind of stacked themselves into mm. one big cube of boxes all cuddled up together. I thought that was so adorable.
0: Well, like it's, it's one of those – it's the same thing where it looks so lived in and so real. You mm. can see all of, like, the inventions and everything that they've made. Everything looks like it works. And right. everything has a specific function. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where you're like – yeah, they've been doing this for years and years and years. This is the same thing that's been working for years and years. They have, like, where they can get water. They have work and they can get food. They have all of this really cool stuff, and you're looking at it, and you're like, this looks like a real place. It looks yeah. absolutely real and lived in. And, yeah, like what you said, when they stack each other, like, stack themselves at night – And especially when uh, Eggs is a little baby, they put him up on top. Yeah. It's adorable. (laughs) It's like he's the littlest box, so you put the littlest box on top. Yep.
1: It's totally sweet. Yeah, so I I thought all the set design in this was just spectacular. I still feel like on that level it's their best film. Uh, I really loved what they did in Kubo, but Kubo was a lot more large kind of – panoramic landscapes and you didn't have a lot of that up close detail like you do in this movie so i think the set design in this is is their is their best um but yeah uh, i love it i can't say enough good things about it did you by any chance notice the music at all
0: you know me; I I barely pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know I notice when there's like like the chase and stuff like that. You yeah, get, you get a little bit of that. But
1: the score is really good. It just kind of sits there and does its thing. Um, you know, serves its purpose. The music was by uh, Dario Marianelli, I think is how you say that. Who I'm not familiar with, but I thought he did a great job. the The funny thing is the song in the middle, the box trolls song that Madame Froufrou sings the little kind of vaudeville song show that she does. And uh, Eric Idle wrote that song. Eric Idle of Monty Python fame. Really? Yes, he wrote that song. (laughs) I don't know how they got him to do it, but yeah, he wrote that song, which I think is great. Money, probably. Yeah, probably. Hey, we'll pay you. (laughs) Okay. I'll do uh, most
0: anything for money. So yeah, I can understand that.
1: So you didn't see this movie in the theater, Um, I did, and I don't think it was a runaway smash hit, but it did almost double its budget. Um, in, in animated films, um, it's not, you know, a, a Titanic massive hit, but it made almost 110 million at the box office. Oh, I'm showing 109.3.
0: Uh, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me pull mine up. I'm show I'm on wiki. So That's that where may I was not be too. the. Oh no, you're right. 109. Okay. I I'm dyslexic, <clears throat> so I I placed my my nine on my zero. Which yeah. I mean, on a budget of 60 million, and it made 190 That's million. Not, not bad at all. I'll take that.
1: But it also took them like seven years to make something like that. So you can with movies like this. You do kind of have to weigh that against everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, it was a success. Critically, it was acclaimed. Like, the critics loved it, and why wouldn't they? It's magic. So,
0: How many stop-motion things get nominated for Best Animated Feature in the Academy Awards?
1: um, Not many, but uh, in, what was it, 2010? Two did. They went up against each other. That was uh, The Corpse Bride and The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. And, so uh, one
0: good movie and the other one was Corpse Bride. You didn't like Corpse Bride at all? Not really.
1: Yeah, it's too it's too it Halloween-y was, it was for Josh. It was
0: the, it was the same thing as Nightmare. Don't eat like, what? It's the same it's thing nothing except like except that. Except Johnny Depp plays a piano. <laughs> and that was the difference.
1: Uh, hilarious. You crack me up, Josh And instead Cain.
0: of them starting <clears throat> off dead, they're like, how about we kill them halfway through the movie?
1: Uh, anyway, not to get sidetracked, but you're right. Not a lot of stop-motion animated pictures get animated, but not a lot of them get made either because of that time frame. You know, it just takes a lot longer to do. Uh, so I appreciate that there's a studio out there that is focused solely on this art form, and I'm glad that they're totally keeping it alive along with Ardman animation over in Mm merry old England. Uh, I'm so grateful that those two studios are really, you know, at the forefront of this medium and pushing it in new directions. So I can't wait, like I said, to see missing link, which comes out next May and I will probably be there opening day.
0: Nice. Um, Let's see. So is, so You said this you, you did you say this was your favorite Leica?
1: It is my favorite still. Uh it but it's close. It's it's really cutting hairs between uh Paranorman and also Kubo. Uh, right? They're, they're yeah, fantastic. Like... I love Coraline as well, but you know they've they've progressed beyond that for me mm-hmm. in their in their storytelling, in their animation techniques, and everything. And so Coraline is is kind of further back, but those other three are really tightly Matched against each other for me, but i I feel like artistically this one kind of takes the cake, so i'm I'm on I put this one on top
0: yeah, it's one of those like I like Kubo be even because mainly because they were like we're gonna outdo Disney, we're gonna take the parents, and instead of killing them once, we're gonna kill them twice. And that's <laughs> what they did in Kubo, and so I give them mad props for that, um and then Paranorman. I love Paranorman. Oh, yeah. I have one problem with Paranorman. What's that? Can you remember what it was? Um, It should be be easy knowing Josh. Yeah, what was it? I can't remember. He didn't get together with that cute little ghost girl. Oh, that's right. That's right. And that hurt Josh inside. It hurt Josh inside. Well, maybe one day when he
1: dies and becomes a ghost, then he will. (gasps) We can only hope. (laughs) Epilogue. Paranorman <laughs> died the next day, but he gets to go out with Ghost Girl.
0: Well, it's one of those where it's like, there's weird stuff going on. She could have come back. That's true. We, something could have happened. Exactly. But that's, I mean,
1: that's neither here nor there. Paranorman is but this, awesome.
0: Yeah, but this one, I mean, there's a little bit of a love story, and you can kind of see it a little bit. So I think this one, like, bumps it up for me. Okay. Mainly because, well, but in Coraline, like, she is not a likable character at all i like, mean zero likability with her i don't she's totally a brat agree with that. like i like the cat and i like <laughs> and i like the i like the curly haired boy mm-hmm. those two i'm okay with but she's just just a little obnoxious brat <laughs> like just ugh. i
1: think that's more to do with neil gaiman than it is to do with Leica, though
0: Oh no, yeah, it's no, it has nothing to do with Leica. It's just if we're going story by story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's that and I'm just like no. <laughs> no.
1: That's hilarious.
0: All right, Gavin. Um so where can everybody find you?
1: Are we going to rate it? Do we need to rate it? Oh yeah, we got to rate it. Let's rate uh, it. <laughs>
0: oops. So, uh Gavin, what would you give this movie?
1: I will give this movie 5. Jiminy crickets.
0: Dang. Yes. Son, five Jiminy crickets. I adore Sixty. That's bad. <laughs> you you hated it. Uh, um, out so of five. five. Out of five, yep. Jiminy crickets. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go a little bit lower than you. That's fine. I'm gonna give this five Dipper pines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Dipper pines are worth less than Jiminy crickets.
0: Uh, in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> One yeah. of them is a fantastic Disney character, and the other one's a bug <laughs> from a garbage Disney movie.
1: Oh, come on! We were playing so <laughs> nicely, Josh. That's, that's just get your dig we, in.
0: Think about it. We can't. We can't make this go a whole show <laughs> without, without you slamming Josh Pinocchio once. Gavin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I had you back. Because I was like, I'm like, hmm, they're making that Pinocchio movie. Better get Gavin on so I can poo on it. <laughs>
1: Uh, great. It's great Um, to be back.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what we need to do? We need to do a really big episode for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm down. So, like, you, me, Hannah, Ashley, Liam, and Brittany. Oh, my gosh. That will be And maybe Jared. If we can somehow swing his schedule. Yeah. It would be an insane episode. I wonder if he's going to see that. I would think so. He he's, likes he likes that he,
1: Marvel crap. Yeah, I mean he's watched it all, but he he's not really into it. Maybe
0: Spider Man though. Maybe. Especially Miles Spider-Man. He's like, Maybe because it's animated. Yeah. Oh, you know who's in this? Who? John Mulaney. Nice. He's that like weird, like spider pig thing. Oh gosh. Yeah.
1: Actually, I, is he one of the ones? Did Charlie tell you we're going to a comedy show? And I think it's him. And I think it's John Mulaney. No, and, it's uh, and uh, Bill,
0: Bill Burr. It's Bill Burr and the other one, the uh, the Australian. Oh yeah, Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. That's Wait, right. Okay. Or is he from New Zealand? No, I think he's Australian. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't want to make that mistake. They'll come after us. He's from somewhere in Oceania. Exactly the oceanic. <laughs> uh flight 815 um wonderful you don't get that reference do you no man oceanic flight 850 that was lost i figured yeah um what was i watching that they totally did an oh i was watching chuck for whatever reason i was watching chuck and they made an oceanic flight 815 joke and i was like what the heck was this abc was chuck abc
1: i don't know what either show either of those was on
0: yeah, I don't know. Um, I was just getting, I was watching Chuck because I wanted to get in for ready for uh, Shazam. Ah, so I'm like, yeah, and Aquaman looks good. It looks so CG. <laughs> it's gonna so be DC. stupid. <laughs> it's gonna be so stupid. But I love it. That's hilarious. Um, it looks better. Sorry, everybody. It looks better than Captain Marvel. No offense, but that doesn't look good. I haven't seen. I don't anything why... from not know And it's like I don't know why people should care. About your opinion? About my opinion, one. Or about <laughs> Captain Marvel. It's like ah. if she was so great, so special, why isn't she mentioned anywhere until this last movie? Like at least Ant Man, he's got some sort of a build up.
1: Well, I guess they don't necessarily have every movie in the future. Do they're they ever need a Jesus plans. character? <laughs> Uh, and, I mean, like, quick, like every episode, character. it devolves into Marvel bashing.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Only because it's garbage. <laughs> Sorry. No, but Spider-Man, uh, Into the Spider-Verse looks really, really it good. Looks it looks amazing. And
1: I'm not a superhero guy at all, as you know,
0: but that movie looks fan-freaking-tastic. Mm-hmm. hmm right, Gavin. So where can everybody find you?
1: Everybody can find me on Instagram, at GavinAudisonArt. And on the web at GavinOddisonArt.com.
0: And? And, I'm giving you you a chance to promote here, bro. I don't do that often.
1: I know. And if you want to listen to the podcast that I co-host out here in sunny Southern California called The Podcateers, you can find us on all the podcatching devices. Podcateers, that's P-O-D-K-E-T-E-E-R-S.
0: You did, you did one for Inktober that I really, really liked. I'm trying to figure out, remember which one it was. Oh, it was the cat. I think that cat was really cute.
1: Yeah, that's uh, winging its way to Seattle to our friend Christina.
0: Nice. Oh, Sakura?
1: Yep. Nice.
0: <laughs> I, I got a question. When you did this one, um, did you go back and erase the little bits for the orange in the fur? Or did you draw knowing that I'm going to put... This is going to be a little. Those those
1: were just left in place. That's yeah, because I was uh, brushing ink, so there's no erasing.
0: Okay, gotcha. You need to start doing more stuff on your uh, your tablet.
1: Uh, I agree. I have uh, not had the time in the last month or so, but uh, very
0: soon, things are in the works. Good. It better be. Oh, it is. Um. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L Kane. Uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast.
1: Oh gosh, it's been a while. Uh, I know. I'm gonna put you on the
0: spot. Which one did you say? Instagram. Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. Okay,
1: on Twitter at Animate
0: Podcast. On Facebook at Animation Station Podcast.
1: On Tumblr, Animation Station Podcast.
0: You can also find us on our website, animationstationpodcast.com, and you can find all of our episodes on iTunes. And Stitcher. Podbean. And Google Play. There we go. (laughs) Uh,
1: Uh,
0: And if you'd like to shoot us an email, tell us how good we're doing or how bad we're doing, you can send it over to animationstationpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, which, again, is animationstationpodcast.com. You can go to the little uh, contact section and, you know, let us know there. Also, be sure and go to the Podcatiers and the Animation Station podcast. Be sure and follow and subscribe, which I guess is the same thing. Like and subscribe. That's more of a YouTube thing. You
1: should go to all the places and either follow, subscribe, or review.
0: Or all three of you. All of you both. That. Yes. That would be a good one. <laughs> Alright, thanks for coming on, Gavin. I know it's yeah, been a while, but... it's been
1: awesome. I'll be back again. One day. One day.
0: One day, we'll have <laughs> Gavin back. So, for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Bye-bye, little butterfly. Made you look. <clears throat> Alright. So, how's it going, Gavin? It's going great. A long time no see. Right? It feels <laughs> like forever.
1: It does. How long was it since you've been out here? Because you came and stayed with us a few weeks ago.
0: Uh, beginning of September.
1: Beginning of okay. So it's been quite a while. It's been a month at least. Had I started working
0: yet? You had just started. Like the just week before, started. you just started Trader Joe's. That's right. That's right.
1: Okay. So so how's yeah, TJ going? While. It's going great. I love it. I get a, you know, bag groceries, stock produce, work in the freezer. It's all kinds of fun.
0: You should go work at Whole Foods. They're 15 bucks an hour, man.
1: Uh, So is Trader
0: Joe's, dude. What? TJ's is 15 bucks?
1: Well, it is here. I don't know what it is there.
0: Damn. (laughs) Now is, I'll just come work at Trader Joe's with Gavin. Sweet. Come on. We're always hiring. Damn.
1: Yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm enjoying it, and it allows me to do a lot of artwork uh, when I'm home, and it gets gets me active, and gets me a discount on groceries. I mean, it's, That's the it's main pretty thing. dope.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they still have me schedule like, they still have me on the mailing list for that G Kids Film Festival uh-huh. that they had last year. Right. So the lady sent me a thing, and it was it was the director of the festival, and she was like, hey, was wondering if you had gotten any of our other emails, but here's all of your press stuff. We're going to be doing the interviews at the same place that we did last year. And she gave me like pressers, and I've got screeners for a bunch of stuff. The, wait, this is the one that's in New York, right? No, this is the one that's in L.A.
1: Oh, it's in L.A. Yep. I thought it was in New York. Okay. No, and okay. It's,
0: L- it's L.A. this week. Like, oh, Friday, Saturday, and, or technically Saturday and Sunday. Is so will it's... I see you in two days? No. <laughs> like, oh. I, I was I was like, if you would have sent this to me back in September when the Seriously. original stuff was sent out, I could have made my way out there and it would have been okay. But Man. you can't do this to me, like, the Monday before.
1: <laughs> so all of this uh, really is just one more giant reason why Josh needs to move himself. To southern freaking california
0: yeah uh come on dude charlie and i were talking about that yesterday <laughs> when i when, when all of this started going down i was like i'm gonna call charlie because i was just gonna leave a voicemail and then she picked up because i guess she was on break or something oh, okay. so we talked for like 10 minutes and i was like oh my goodness gracious you've already converted to the la dodgers
1: oh that's hilarious no um uh, listeners, what you're not seeing is that I'm drinking out of a coffee mug, and it is an L.A. Dodgers coffee mug. This actually is the oldest coffee mug that I have. Oh, I thought you I were bought... going to say ever. It's the oldest uh, coffee no. mug ever. I bought this as a souvenir when I was a young lad, probably about seven or eight years old, uh, long before I began drinking coffee. But back when I played baseball and um, I read the biography of um, Oral Hershiser. And he was an L.A. Dodger, and he won the World Series back in the 80s. And, yeah, that it's just a nostalgia mug for me. I don't even like baseball, but I think it's kind of fitting now that I live around L.A. So uh, I, ish. I keep you it. Live, and...
0: You live like 40 miles from L.A., so about three hours. Uh,
1: that's true. <laughs> but everything's three hours from L.A., even if you live in L.A.
0: This is very true.
1: Anyway, yeah, it's just uh, my oldest, kind of most nostalgic coffee mug yeah. for just, the yeah. fact that it's been with me my whole life.
0: <laughs> well, good friend of the show, Ezra Weiss, is a fan of the LA Dodgers. Oh, cool. Uh, and I think he's, like, got, like, super season tickets or What's something. What's that mean? Cause, like, get he gets to go to practices, too? <laughs> like, he goes into, like, the pr- he gets to go to, like, special events and, like, press Ooh. boxes and has, like... Front front row seats, so I'm like, yeah, he's got some sort of good hookup there. Like whenever I see him post anything at the Dodgers, that's how I know if I'm gonna be able to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those. It's like, (laughs) I wonder if I could talk to Ezra. I'll look at the Dodgers. I'll ask. uh, I'll ask my uh, Alexa like if she can like when do the Dodgers play, and if she's like, they play tonight at seven. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to talk to Ezra. (laughs) That's well, there's only a,
1: a possibility of a couple more weeks, and then the whole thing's over. So yeah, uh, they're still in the playoffs right now, but uh, only a couple more weeks. Yeah. And then Ezra will be free, and as Ezra well as any free. other Dodgers you might want to interview. Maybe oh, there's some that would be cool. cartoon fans on the Dodgers. You never know.
0: Well, I, I've still wanted to get Steven Adams, because he's a big fan Heck of yeah. anime. And I'm like, bro, Steven, come well, on over. We we'll talk anime.
1: Yeah, both of the Lopez brothers are huge Disney fans too. So they'll talk about any Disney stuff if you want.
0: Who are the Lopez brothers?
1: Uh, Brooke Lopez, who played on the Lakers last year, and um, his twin brother, Robin Lopez, who plays for, uh, I think he still plays in
0: Brooklyn. I know nothing about baseball. Basketball. Oh, uh, well, okay. I almost said You're... basketball, and I was like, it's not basketball.
1: Do you remember when I caught footage of and filmed the seven foot two guy dressed as Robin Hood at the D23 Expo last year? Yeah. Was that one of the guys? That was Brooke Lopez, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said that he was new. at that time, he was a newly uh, signed player for the Lakers, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. (laughs)